There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and so I watch them and I tell you about them. But before we get into this week's movie, I got to ask you guys if anything scary happened to us this week. <sighs> so many things. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a new year, so that's number one. Scary, exciting, full of possibilities. Passage of time is mm-hmm. inherently scary. Mm-hmm. 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 The impermanence of everything. Exactly. <laughs> So there's always that. Mm-hmm. Sure. And but that's not what I'm going to talk about. What I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. is it's cold out, so this week I made soup. <laughs> oh my god, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um I've gotten my soup ratios down pretty you could freeze soup. So it's not I'm not I'm I do fine now in terms of the amount of soup that I made. I make and but that's so this week <laughs> this week I made um tortilla lime soup. I told you guys a picture. We tend to send each other pictures of the soup we make. (laughs) It was really good. It was really good. I'm like really pleased with it. But it so I got there's chicken in it. And you guys know that I don't I don't cook a lot of meat. I grew up not eating a lot of meat. I don't cook any meat. Uh Oh, it's not as scary as it could be. Don't worry. Uh, (laughs) But so I I don't trust myself to like get buy raw meat and then cook it in a dish. I don't I just don't. I don't know how to tell if it's done. The idea of like putting raw meat in a pot and then you get and then it co- like it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I um my plan for the soup was to get um like ro- like a rotisserie chicken, mm, mm-hmm. but even more basic than that. What I've done before is that. Gelson's, they have it like they've pre-shredded it. It's like it's a rotisserie mm-hmm. chicken. It's already cooked. They put it in a container for you. It's just shredded chicken. It's you get it. You just put it in the pot. Great. I was like, I'm going to do that. I went to Gelson's. They didn't. All they had was the full rotisserie chicken. They didn't have the shredded chicken. Mm-hmm. Maybe a lot of people like me are making soups. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy the rotisserie chicken. I'm going to do it. I can do this. Mm-hmm. So I I looked up a video about how to get the meat off your rotisserie chicken. <laughs> and I, I was really proud of myself. I don't like touching meat. I don't. It's like it is gross. Cooked. Chicken also does gross me out. The bones. It's the body. It's, bo- it's, get, it's full, whole body. It's a whole body. Yeah, it's gross. And I was I was so proud of myself as I was doing. I was like, you're really doing it. Like you're doing like I just like felt really proud of myself. <laughs> and, and I got through most of it. But there's like what looked like organs there at some point or something. I like I got to the middle and there was stuff there that 
I didn't like You didn't like what it. you saw. I didn't like seeing it. There aren't supposed to be like organs. Well, maybe not organs, <laughs> but it just was, it was a part of it that didn't look like anything I wanted to touch or knew what to do with. And it was like in the middle. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you about that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Thankfully it happened at the end. And I, uh, so I, I had, had, I got enough chicken off of it for my soup and, and it was really good. <laughs> And I really, I face a lot of, like, I have a lot of internal conflict about this because I do feel like if you're going to eat meat, if you're going to do it, you, you should get in there. You got, well, you should, you should be aware that you are eating the body of a thing. You should like respect that. You should eat as much of it as is possible to eat because it's like more ethical. But, but I am so freaked out by it and I have a really hard time eating something that isn't like white meat off a chicken that doesn't look like it came from a body anywhere and I can completely disassociate that it had. And so it, I'm like, I am <laughs> juggling those two things at once. That sounds, yeah, sounds like it was a little traumatic <laughs> for you. a really big day for me, but um, the soup was really good. Good. It looked really good. All I can think good. about is my mom, who I'm sure is listening to this podcast, who anytime anyone has ever vocalized not wanting to touch raw meat, she's always like, what is wrong with them? Like, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, she's so, probably right. I don't know. I just don't understand how you can touch it. Do you know what I mean? She should teach me how to next time we're together. Teach me how to cook raw meat because I don't. It's not. I don't know how to do it. Um. OK, well, that was that was great. Emily, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much. I would love to give a quality judgment on what everybody says after they say it. So who's next? Henley, you're up. Oh, God. Okay, well, so something actually did really genuinely scare me right before the podcast, which uh -oh. is um, I was putting – Tim wasn't home, and I was putting Silas down for a nap, and he, like, made some noise, and I went into his room, and I was shushing him. And then I that I'd like left the door cracked open and I turned around and Tim in his like full raincoat and like dark <laughs> outfit was just standing in the threshold of the doorway. And I didn't think he was going to be home yet. Like I was not expecting him. He came in silently, silently, hadn't made a noise. That's and terrifying. I, I honestly screamed. I was like, <sighs> I always wonder if I would scream in like a situation because my response is so freeze oriented that I think I would be like, think I just turned invisible and just like stare quietly. <laughs> like bunk. So interesting. Like yeah, exactly. Me and my cat have the same scare response. Did you scream and wake up Silas? I definitely made him more um, awake. Yeah. It yeah. didn't made help him with more the nap. Awake. <laughs> it didn't help with the nap at all. It didn't help with the nap. It really did. Uh, like my heart was beating so fast for the next like minute. Um, and then the only other thing that's scary is that I go back to work tomorrow. You guys. Oh, that is Henley, scary. I'm sorry. I don't like that. I know. Work stinks. Work stinks. <laughs> work stinks. <laughs> I've had a very generous maternity leave. Um, six months. Great. That's true. Thank you, Netflix. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Netflix. Um, but yeah, it's time to go back. Time to go back to the grind. Honestly, you know what? I am I'm excited because it's it'll be nice to get out of the apartment. It'll be nice to like be in a different part <gasps> of the city. You're going in to work in person. Wow. So well, so that's the that's <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. That, can you? That's the sentence I just said, and I was honest about that blowing my mind. 
You're going into work. So so that's a little bit up in the air. I mean, I have to go somewhere else besides the apartment. Okay. Because I won't get anything done here. But I don't know if I'll necessarily be working from the office that often. I mean, obviously, it's really bad in New York. Um, and I bet most people aren't. But I kind of want to, at least for one day, just yeah. to like experience it. I don't know. Um, okay, Sammy. I thought that was good. Just I thought that was good. In case we're <laughs> checking. I thought it was good. Okay, so this week I bought cryptocurrency. Oh my god! <laughs> Sammy! And I joined the cryptocurrency subreddit. Of course just, you did. Which happened first? <laughs> I bought it first. And then wow. I was like, well, I better hear what Reddit has to say about this. Literally every post on Reddit, I like... None of it makes any sense to me. I don't understand cryptocurrency is the thing, but I have been told (laughs) that I should buy some. What? And I just don't know what this means for me. I don't know that I like it, but I did it. (laughs) Um, I bought $50 worth of cryptocurrency, Bitcoin specifically. No, like seven years ago. And it's worth like $1,000 now. Yeah, that's the thing is it's like, it's a bummer because, you know, 10 years ago was the time to do it. But it it's like mm. some of it's going to keep going up in value. It's just like you don't know which. It's just like the stock market. So I was like, which one do I buy? So there was one called Shiba Inu that really fucking blew up <laughs> and made a lot of people a lot of money. And uh, I'm like, which one's that next one of that? What'd you buy? Nobody knows. I don't, I don't actually remember. I bought some Avalanche, some Cosmos, <laughs> some Ethereum. I, di- I diversified. You diversified. I diversified. Wow. <laughs> Sammy, we saved the best for last, baby. This is huge. And this is huge. Can you use it to buy like real estate in the metaverse? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think that's a thing. You can use, yeah, NFTs. (laughs) I just think this whole new world is scary is basically what I'm what I'm trying to say. I don't understand any of it. You know how when you're younger than we are, you think you'll never get to a point where you don't understand. You're like, no, not understanding things is like the generation before me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And but things keep happening. But we but it is inevitable and it has happened and we are definitely there. I'm not going to learn any of this stuff. I'm just not. I know that I'm like already at the point of my life where I'm like, I don't care. And I've also arrived at a place where I think teenagers look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I look at them and I'm like, I know what you're wearing is cool. You look dumb. You look stupid. Your clothes look bad. I don't know what you're doing. And I know that makes me really fucking lame, but they look Emily, stupid. Emily, you're going to piss off our teenage listeners. I'm sorry. Look, I, I acknowledge you're cooler than me, but I think you look bad. <laughs> it's so. because all of us have had like bad fashion experiences the past few years being really confused about what we're supposed to wear. We've looked to the it's, teens for inspiration and they have just let us down. I They've let look, us down. Can you imagine if we dress like teens, we would look, that's really when you look stupid. You're supposed to look stupid though as a teenager, right though? Like I feel like we look stupid and there was a moment where all teenagers looked like models and really cool and I didn't like that personally. I, I prefer a teenager <laughs> to look stupid. Yeah, uh-huh. it's where it's it's more right. It's, it's more right. right. It's more right. It's more right. <laughs> Wow. Um, wow. But okay, scary weeks all around. <laughs> huge. <laughs> really huge. And everything that was said is on the same scale. That's right. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about this week's movie, which is Shaun of the Dead. It was directed by Edgar Wright, written by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, starring Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Kate Ashfield, Lucy Davis, and Dylan Moran. 
and it is available to uh, rent for three ninety nine or get that stars <laughs> trial that stars on Amazon on. Amazon for ninety nine cents and then cancel it. That's what we like to do. But we have a guest with us today that we are so freaking thrilled about. Jack Quaid, welcome. Hello. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Woo! Thanks for having me, guys. This Woo! is uh, this is just this is amazing. I love this show, and I can't believe I'm on it right now. This is great. <laughs> we can't believe it either. We're so happy to have you. Oh my god! No, I just I, I I first of all I just I love this movie so much, and I'm so happy I I, I get to talk about it out loud with people. Um, <laughs> I think for the first time since this was like a big sleepover movie for me when I was when I was a teenager and I swear to God I did not look cool as a teenager ever. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Good. Not Good once. to know. Good to know. I think I still basically dress the same, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> that's that's basically what happens is we just keep wearing our same shit, but then they start wearing other weird stuff and <laughs> yes yeah. it's like I don't know. I, I've also seen people my age dress younger and it's weird. Sometimes you're like, oh, that makes you look way lamer. But then randomly, sometimes people can pull it off. And that yeah, pisses me off. It's freaking luck of the draw. You just don't know you which way it's going to go. If you're going to look know. stupid or cool. Like anyone that can make a fanny pack look cool is mm-hmm. is is mm-hmm. my hero, honestly. Mm-hmm. Who's like my age? Who's like 29, 30? Like that's yeah. I... Yeah. Oh, God, it's so frustrating. I'm just, I can't, I, I could talk about this all day. I, I really, I, I, I think about it so much. I really do. I think about it all the time. I, like, because like low, super low rise jeans are back. And I, I just, I literally, my thing is like, I don't think an adult woman's body can sustain low rise jeans. Like you sort of have to be like actively growing for that to work and, I, and so i'm like i, I don't know I, I don't know it's just i think, I think about so it a lot. as it's as a teenager this happened to me quite a bit where um occasionally the laundry would get mixed up in my house and <laughs> there was a time in which my mom and i were the same size of person because uh-huh. i shot i shot up really quick so when i was about 13 it like all we were the same size so i would <laughs> And I didn't know, like, at the time, like, what, like, women, adult women's jeans looked like in comparison to my, like, teenage boy jeans. So, like, I would say half the time I would wear my mom's jeans to school (laughs) and not know. That's Uh, amazing. uh, Yeah. No, I haven't really. I stopped doing that. But other than that, I haven't really improved how I dress. Did all. anyone did anyone ever call you out on it? Do you ever get roasted for that? I think my mom called me out on it. She was like, <laughs> yeah. I think, one, I think one day I walked in, she was like, wait a second. <laughs> Is my so son funny. wearing mom jeans? I thought all my pants were disappearing. <laughs> yeah. Why do I keep it? I don't know. Then like my jeans were like too big for me. I was always like, I was always growing. So I think they were always buying like a size up as well. So they were always like... Mm-hmm. way like the the leg i would always be tripping over my own pants legs like constantly mm. like that was a that was a real that was a real time in my life buying <laughs> pants was horrible i feel like now you can buy pants basically in every single size but yeah. like in the early 2000s like that was not really accessible yet i feel like all my pants were way too short for me in a way that wasn't cool like maybe it would look cool now but back then was not cool yeah Oh, oh man. Maybe I should go easy on the teenagers. You know, it's 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 hard. It's a hard time. It's a hard time. <laughs> They're doing what they can. They're also inside all the time. They don't they don't know they don't know how they look. They haven't it hasn't been peer reviewed. <laughs> true. So true. Let's, g- let's true. give them a let's give them a one year grace period to get uh 
peer reviewed. Yeah, yeah, part of fashion when you're a teenager is having another teenager just really make fun of how you look. <laughs> it's a big they part. can't can't happen now. So we, we have to do it. We have to do it. <laughs> I'm taking it upon myself to make fun of children. We're, t- we're stepping up to the plate. It's our job. Yep. <laughs> That's um, it. Well, Jack, did anything scary happen to you this week? Oh, man. Uh, well, speaking about what Sammy was saying in terms of like Bitcoin, I didn't buy any, but I this new world does scare me as well. Like I don't. I don't know. My brain immediately jumps to like, OK, one day are we just all going to be like you know, brain stems in a server room, basically, or it'll be like that episode of Black Mirror with the with the afterlife. That's like a computer program. And like all, everything about it makes me sad and scared and I, and I hate it. Uh, so I, I don't want that to happen to me. But I think the closest I've gotten to Bitcoin is that I was like, wait a minute, I, I know in a in like a locker somewhere or like in my closet, there's got to be like some Pokemon cards from my youth. Cause I remember like collecting these things and being like, one day it'll be worth a ton. And I like, I have books. I have like so many uh, Pokemon cards from back then. And I like went online to like, see if they were worth anything. None of them, none of them are worth a single thing. No, disappointing. That's fucked up. That was about as close as I've come to Bitcoin is like, is just Pokemon cards. Cause that's like a thing now. People are like, oh, I traded in this Charizard and I got a million dollars. And that's just not, <laughs> so that's not the case at all. Oh, man. Well, didn't um, our friend Jenna, uh, doesn't she have like two beanie babies that she, are worth a lot of money? She has a Princess Diana beanie baby. Which... What? But doesn't everyone? <laughs> no, I See, don't I think, think so. I think it's pretty rare. I think it's pretty it's rare. rare. I just watched, there's a documentary on HBO about beanie about babies. Beanie and babies and like, that's right. I want to watch yes. it. It's it's great. And they, they're saying like the princess die one is the one like that's the oh, one that's fuck. worth. OK, all Jenna, the you got to sell that shit. Stop holding it. Sell, sell, sell. sell, sell doesn't sell. she still have like the plastic cover on it? And I stuff? think so. Didn't she like Ooh. keep the whole thing? Knowing Jenna, it'll be in mint it's condition. Perfect. It's never been touched. Love Does it still have the, the tie tag? Of course. I'm sure. There you go. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, that's her retirement fund. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she should get on that. Wow. Okay, okay, Ugh. so this movie, Shaun of the Dead, we'll get to. You love it. It's a sleepover movie. Sleepover movie, yeah. It was kind of the, I don't know, it was the glue that held so many friendships together back <laughs> in the day. It was, yeah, mm-hmm. it was just, it, it. I don't know, it means a lot to me in a, in a lot of different ways. I feel like I've, I hadn't seen it in a while up until now, and now I, I watched it last night just to refresh my memory, and... Sean is now 29 and I'm 29 and it was this weird it's tough. It was weird. It was a weird thing where I, where I was like, "Oh man." And I felt like I could relate to it even more, you know? Like I I, I went from enjoying it to kind of relating to it. Uh, you know, and That's it's like a journey, a, yeah. Yeah, and it it was it, that was scary. That happened to me yesterday. Yeah. Passage of time, man. Passage of time. It's tough. It really is. Yeah. Realizing like adult characters from things you liked as a kid are like, they're younger than me. Oh, yeah. That's younger or older cool. than you. Yeah. Or, or, or younger or the same age as Love you. Love this. Love this I, for us. I have this thing with reality TV shows where if I watched them as a kid, everyone was always 
yeah. older than right. me. And then I think the moment where that first hit, like that thing of like, oh, someone on TV is younger than me is when I watched like a current season of The Bachelor. and yeah. was like, oh, no. I get it big time on The Bachelor. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all like so 22. <laughs> yeah, they're all so young. Or like the people that are your age, like I'm 29 and the people that are 29, I'm like, that's not a 29 that I know. Like that's a different <laughs> kind of 29. And they all like comment on it like, oh, she's like much older than the rest of us. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. That's tough. Wait, Jack. Okay. So how do you feel about scary movies generally? Obviously you're going to be in one coming up very soon. Yeah. So I have a odd history with scary movies. I, Mm -hmm. and, and, and scream in particular and this movie. So it all, it all kind of, uh, it all kind of culminated when I was a kid scream had just come out. I think the first time I went trick or treating, that was the year that Scream came out. And then every everyone on those streets were dressed like Ghostface. And it's Oh, yeah. That, there was a huge me. moment for Ghostface. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ghostface was at, like almost everyone trick or treating that Halloween was in a Ghostface costume. And I remember in particular, there's this one kid that had a kind of like a translucent Ghostface mask where I, you guys, I, this is such a thing that I remember so vividly. <laughs> it's like you, you had like a thing you could pump. Like a thing that led, like yes, a tube that led to the mask. Like oh, yeah. Down. Yes, I fucking remember those. Scared the <laughs> shit out of me. It yeah. was it, like I was straight up traumatized by Ghostface himself. Uh, wow. Just yeah. when I was like four or whenever that was. And so I just never watched scary movies after that. I just like when I was a kid, I, I swore off of them forever. I took everything very literally. I remember going to Disneyland and there's like a Snow White ride and like the title is Snow White's Scary Adventures. And I was like, I'm not going to go in there. It's scary. Why would I want Why would I want that? Uh, I just hated it. So I swore off them for forever. And then when I was a teenager, I started getting into them a little bit more. And Shaun of the Dead was kind of the movie that, you know, it's not particularly scary. It's not like, it's like a, a gateway. It's kind of a gateway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Shaun of the Dead got me into the genre in, in a really big way. And then I started actually watching Scream, getting over my fear. <laughs> uh, or and, and then, you know, all the new horror movies that are coming out that are so great. Uh, and now I'm a bona fide fan of the genre. I love it. Wow, cool. what a what a one eighty, a, a real turnaround. I love to hear it. Real turnaround. I know, I'm, in, I'm inspired by this because I'm like I'm still. I'm still in the the beginnings. Like I will, I will go see the new Scream in theaters, but it's going to be tough for me personally. I gotta say, I'm so I, I I don't even know if this sounds condescending, but I'm so happy for all of you guys because as a longtime <laughs> listener of the show, I've seen this like arc with you guys of like. <laughs> Every now and then you'll watch a movie as well. You 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 get a little bit more confident mm-hmm. with the genre with every episode and I'm just I'm I'm so happy for you guys. That's awesome. <laughs> it's great. I can relate to it. Emily has definitely made the most progress. I would say that I've advanced to where I can maybe watch like I know you did last summer, Scream, like kind of the teenage kind of campy horror I'm yeah. into, but man, there are too many to count that I'm still like, I don't know. <laughs> what what really know. helped me at least get back into the beginning, like get back into the genre in the beginning of it was I, I just always remember thinking that no movie was ever as scary as my imagination made it out to me to oh, be because interesting. I would come up with all these like ideas of what theoretically I would see if I mm-hmm. were to go see that scary movie. And then yeah. I would sit down and be like, oh, OK, I am a way more fucked up person than this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my brain is way scarier. I yeah. can't let myself imagine this movie. Oh, my God. No, I'm a monster. <laughs> this is horrible. Like, I, I, 
I think I was more scared with what, what my brain came up with in the movie itself. Although I will still watch a, a scary movie in a theater. I will, I will plug my ears with my thumbs and then kind of form a mesh over my eyes. <laughs> like, uh, so I can peek out just at the right moments. It's more the noise that gets me. Yeah, like if I, I can tell a sequence is leading to a jump scare. I do the plugging mm-hmm. of the ears too, always. Yeah. And I look at I look at a corner of the screen or at the like exit sign in a theater. I'll like just mm-hmm. watch a movie through my peripheral vision. If I'm, I look if below I'm real it, scared. I just sort of look at the ground so I can see that movies happening above me, and I just sort of wait <laughs> <laughs> until I feel like I can look up. You just remind, just hardcore remind yourselves that you are in fact in a theater. Yeah, you just like look at the physical <laughs> space. It's like how Sammy learned. Well, this is if you're if you get really like out of body anxious, you hold uh-huh. an ice cube. It's like mm-hmm. it's like that thing. It's like I'm in a room. I'm in a room with chairs. I'm in a room with other people where something's happening on a screen. Yeah, there's techniques. I do that all the time. Although I did not know about the ice cube thing. I'm gonna start I'm gonna start using that. Yep. Yeah, it brings you back to your body, it makes you realize that life is real. And it makes you look <laughs> normal. <laughs> you look very normal, very normal. Oh man. Finally I get to look normal. <laughs> yes. This is so wonderful. <laughs> I don't know why I became Swedish or whatever the hell that was, but, uh, but yeah. I am, um, I, this is a movie that I have seen, Shaun of the Dead, yes. but I had not seen it until uh, quarantine. Like, I think last oh. year I saw it for the first time, because I think it was one of those that I always, when I, when it, like, first came out, I maybe thought it was still going to be, like, zombies are still a little hard for me. I thought it was going to be, like, too gruesome or something, so I had avoided it, um, and then I, so I finally watched it, and because I love Simon Pegg from my favorite movie franchise, Mission Impossible. Oh, the best. Um, and so, but it's great, and it's not, I would, yeah, definitely not too scary. There is, like, some, definitely some zombie violence stuff, but it's, like, playful, Yeah, I would say. Yeah. It's, play, it's playful gore. It's playful sure. gore, which I couldn't even, I didn't even used to be able to handle that. Now I can pretty much do playful gore. Yeah, this kind of the the zombie genre as like a horror subgenre is so fascinating to me because it was really like I mean Night of the Living Dead was such a pioneering mm-hmm. horror movie. This movie I think kind of in a lot of ways started to bring back the zombie genre. I think I, I remember a bit of trivia about this is that they were when they were conceptualizing this movie. Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright were like, "Oh, this will be great. No one's done a zombie thing in forever," and then. While they were developing the movie, they were hearing that, like, okay, Zack Snyder's remaking Dawn of the Dead. Right. <laughs> and uh, Danny Boyle is going to do 28 Days Later. And they were like, damn it. Like, everyone's <laughs> just going to think that we're a parody of those movies right. when, in fact, we're kind of our our own thing. I think what probably didn't help that was the fact that it's Shaun of the Dead, that it's just like a... But while they were conceptualizing, they were like, okay, that those movies were forever ago. No, you know, it's, it'll be so like a interesting. playful homage. Yeah. That's like when, you know, Ants and a Bug's Life came out. It's like all those yeah, things just time up and come out at the same time. Or The Illusionist and The Prestige. Yeah, it's like, what the year. fuck's happening? I need to hold an ice cube because that really makes me think. <laughs> Truly, that, I started just getting caught up in like, oh, ooh, ooh, it's none of it's real. None of it's real. <laughs> it's all just getting like moments thrown into being like, now it's time for ant movies. Now it's time for it to be like, and I just like. <laughs> the way that I always picture it is like some studio executive whips around in his chair during like a morning meeting and just goes, ants, what do we have? <laughs> Give me all the ant projects. Put yes. them on my desk. And, yeah, and everybody here is like, okay, we're looking for bug. We're looking for bug things. Everybody, everybody, get, yeah. get your bug movies. Yeah, bugs, bugs. Magicians, what do we have? <laughs> um, 
Well, that being said, we probably should watch this trailer. Let's do it. Do you ever think that modern life is not for you? Do you do the same dead-end job every day? Is your love life dying on its feet? To a wonderful mom. Oh. Have you ever felt that you're turning into... Something in the world. A zombie? Maybe you're not alone. Piss it. Although no one official is prepared to comment, religious groups are calling it Judgment Day. It is vital that you stay in your homes. Avoid all physical contact with the assailants. What's the plan? Bash him in the head, that seems to work out. Why have you got a girl, Lizzie? Because I love her. All right, gay. Okay. Do something! Wait there. Uh, hold it there. I'm coming! <laughs> It's fun. That music choice at the end was so specific. I forgot what like early 2000s trailers were like. That was Oh yeah, that um, felt extremely time. 2004. <laughs> it's also so interesting to rewatch this movie because now so many of the things that happen in it, like the yes. the editing style and like the the, the like choop, 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 that Edgar Wright does all the time is like we're so used to it now, but it, we were not when this first came out. No, we weren't used to like someone filming someone making a sandwich like a like a kung fu movie like we weren't yeah. we weren't used to that those like quick flashes it's so cool and it's just it's so cool you can tell just how much care went into this thing these movies are so um rewatchable yes it's like mm. one of my favorite things in fact i would say like they must be rewatched to fully appreciate uh-huh. well that's why i think i need your help today sammy because uh this movie is the densest film I think I, I have ever seen. Like there are so many. It's a masterclass in like setups and payoffs. Like they set up Ugh. so many things. Almost like yeah. everything that happens in the first act gets repeated later in some way. It's so cool. And they're all yeah. cool and they're all interesting. And it's just it, it's true. Like I was rewatching it last night. And I'm like, this is daunting. This is <laughs> There are so many yeah. things that, that that come up later. It's just such a well-written movie. It's insane. I, you know, I've technically seen this movie, but I got to say, watching that trailer reminds me how I have forgotten absolutely everything that happens. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I watched it very stoned in college and, you know, not a recipe for remembering a lot no, of things. No, no. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited. I'm really excited to hear about it. It's right. it's awesome. I have a, a slight personal connection with this movie. Well, not only was it like my the thing that got me into horror movies when I was a kid. Uh, after that, like Simon Pegg quickly became a hero of mine because not mm. only does he star in this thing, but he wrote it. He wrote it with Edgar Wright, which I just thought yeah. was so yeah. cool that I didn't really yeah. know at the time. Like, oh, you can do that. That's awesome. And that's kind of been a dream of mine for a while. 
And then I've always just appreciated Simon Pegg as like an actor and a person and, and then a nerd. But then, <laughs> then I got to, uh, I, I do a, a show I do, The Boys. Um, my character on it, Huey, this is kind of a long story, but basically in the comic books of The Boys, my character is based, uh, the look of him is based off of Simon Pegg in this era. Yeah, really? so this era, awesome. he was on a show called Space. Uh, that's not where yep. he met Edgar Wright, but that like they kind of that's how the the uh, the idea of this movie came together. They did this episode where like Simon Pegg's character was on drugs and playing a lot of Resident Evil, and they kind of did a, a zombie <laughs> thing within that. Like if if Simon Pegg's character was in a Resident Evil type universe or something like that, with a lot of references to Dawn of the Dead. So then they were like, oh, we should just make this a movie. We both really appreciate the zombie genre. So, yeah. So around that era, that's what Simon Pegg looked like, obviously. So the creator of the comic book or one of the co-creators, Derek Robertson, modeled Huey or we Huey in the boys comic books after Simon. And then, you know, years passed. They tried to adapt uh, the boys Many times Simon was actively involved. He actually could have sued them for his likeness oh, wow. and then just didn't because he liked the comic book. And that's why we have the boys because Simon Pegg didn't oh sue God. them. And he's just yeah. a genuinely nice guy. So then wow. uh, I get cast in it uh, later. People are pissed off because I do not look like Simon Pegg. They're <gasps> like, why? Why? Why oh, no. isn't it Simon? And so, you know, Simon as kind of a nod to that plays my dad in The Boys. So he's like Huey Sr. Uh, so, yeah. And I, I actually got to work with one of my heroes and I can confirm he's the nicest, uh, kindest, uh. most amazing person. He's everything you want him to be. He's amazing. That's so awesome. Yeah. Love that. Love to hear that. Yeah, and this will kind of serve as my, um, what I could have nerded out to him about when I actually did, whenever I do talk to him. <laughs> I want to just talk to him about Shaun of the Dead the whole time, but I'm trying to hold everything back. Um, but yeah, should we, uh, should we get into this? Let's dive in. Okay. Love it. Let's do it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password 
to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Okay, so we open uh, in the Winchester pub. Uh, We have our hero, Sean Simon Pegg. He's looking out in the distance. He's kind of spaced out. Uh, And all of a sudden, uh, his girlfriend, Liz, gets his attention. And they're talking about, you know, you know, she likes his roommate and best friend, Ed, played by Nick Frost. Um, but you know, you don't have to spend all your time with him. Basically. Like I'd like to spend some time with you too. And then it's a great, they do this amazing reveal thing throughout this scene where like, they're talking about a character. You think it's just Sean and Liz. And then it's like a reveal that like Ed is right there and playing like this, (laughs) this like horror themed, uh, what is the game that he's playing? Sammy? I have no idea. I don't know. Some like old arcade game. It has a lot of blinky <laughs> lights on it, and it makes a lot of sound. Yeah, the noises of a pinball machine, but it's mm-hmm. not a pinball exactly. machine. Exactly. <laughs> it's one of those magical movie machines. <laughs> and then they start talking about, like, oh, uh, uh, you spend a lot of time. If you are always going out with Ed and always spending so much time with Ed, that's why I always bring my flatmates along. And then Sean is like, well, look, it's not like I don't like Diane and, uh, oh, my God, David. David. Uh, guys, it's not like I don't like you. And they're also right there. Uh, which is <laughs> that's amazing. Great. And so we get just kind of a sense of who all these characters are. We get the sense that Liz, um, she says, like, I'm 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 almost 30 <laughs> and I want to do more <laughs> with my life. I want to see the world. I want to do things. I don't want to just be coming back to the Winchester every night. I don't want uh, to just constantly be hanging out with you and your and your roommate slash best friend who's not <laughs> not going anywhere in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um and then David, one of Liz's flatmates, uh, and I'm saying flatmates like I'm. It's very br- British. Yeah, you. I yeah, love it's it. very British. But I'm, but I'm going it. flatmates. I'm saying it in the flat. <laughs> flatmates. <laughs> flatmates. I'm not going to do. They're in the pub. <laughs> They're in the pub. <laughs> we are in Britain. Uh, <laughs> so uh, David chimes in and he's just like, well, you haven't you haven't been introduced to uh, to Sean's mom. And he's he's. Giving a lot of side eye. We don't like David almost immediately. Mm-hmm. But eventually Sean is like, okay, I'm hearing you out. We're gonna we're gonna start our lives basically tomorrow. Where I'm gonna get a dinner reservation at that place that does all the fish. I think that's what he says. Mm. And then we mm. then we uh we fade out and we go to what happens after that? Uh the title sequence where we just get kind of like shots of people looking zombie like, but they're just regular people in their daily lives, like looking on their phone, going around the grocery store. And everyone that we see in that sequence comes back later as a zombie, which is mm-hmm. so this is what I'm saying. Right. Like the scene that I just basically glossed over 
there are so many things they set up in that scene that 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 happened later like that machine that we none of us know what that machine is that machine comes back later in a big way like mm-hmm. everything but yeah almost every extra you see in like the first act as a normal person walking around london comes back later as a zombie and they're all pretty distinct that you even if you didn't consciously remember them like it's still you, they still look familiar to you mm. then we get to sean he's in his apartment he's waking up um it goes from his feet, uh, the camera pans from his feet up to his head, and he's yawning, but it kind of, he's shambling in a way that almost makes him seem like a zombie, and it's a, just, a, just a great shot and such great foreshadowing. Um, he goes to mm. brush his teeth. Uh, there's the kind of classic mirror gag where he just kind of touches the bathroom mirror, and it shifts and reveals that his other roommate, Pete, played by the brilliant P- uh, Peter Serafinowicz, is right next to him and right behind him. He's so good. There's a lot he's of like, so yeah, he's amazing. There's kind of a lot of like fake jump scares in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like every, like anytime anyone enters a scene, basically they, they play kind of a dramatic sting and it's supposed mm-hmm. to kind of jolt you a, a bit. Um, uh, and basically Pete is like, look, Ed needs to move out. Uh, he is, he never cleans up. He doesn't work. He doesn't bring any money in. Um, and they have this kind of, you know, Pete's kind of their roommate from college and they're kind of reminiscing on old memories. And I think my favorite line is like, uh, Pete's like, all right, I admit that he's actually kind of fun. Like we had a great night when we stayed up all night drinking apple schnapps and playing Tekken 2. And Sean, Sean's <laughs> like, when was that? And Pete just goes, that was five years ago. <laughs> it's such a, again, it's like a kind of late 20s thing where you're like, I related to this movie so hard in terms of like, oh, we're all, we're kind of expected to leave the teenager early 20s that was kind of cool in your early 20s we're we're supposed to leave that behind and how sad that is it just makes me sad yeah it is sad (laughs) anyway anyway yeah this is a comedy (laughs) this is a full-on comedy um sean's like all right I'll, i'll talk to him like he needs to start cleaning up he needs to start um you know actively taking responsibility he goes downstairs ed's still playing video games He's playing some sort of shooter, and uh, Sean keeps trying to, like, ask him to, you know, pull his own weight, but then he keeps getting distracted by the screen. He's like, hey, listen, man. Oh, no, top left. Okay, reload. And then uh, at one point he goes, ooh, nice shot. And then later in the movie, spoilers for later in the movie, they're shooting zombies in the bar, and it's it's the exact same dialogue, just reversed who the characters are. Ed oh, is saying to great. Sean, top left, reload, nice shot. It's so cool. And I don't think I... <laughs> even really realize that until this viewing it's amazing that's what i mean it's like the the rewatching is so key because you miss all this stuff the first well not all of it but a lot of it and then yeah it's really very impressive it's so cool uh basically ed comes in and he or pete comes in and he's like please just like write down the messages uh uh don't leave the front door open that's like a big sticking point with pete is that they always <laughs> leave the front door open at night Pete leaves, uh, and then Sean says to uh, Sean says to Ed, basically, like, really, can you do this for me? Like, I know you're not gonna do this for Pete. Can you please do this for me? And then Ed Ed goes, 
I'm sorry, Sean. And Sean goes, it's okay. And then Ed goes, no, no, no. I'm sorry, Sean. And then <laughs> Sean inhales a little bit and Ed let out a big fart and it's hilarious. <laughs> so and you can tell that they're great friends. I love Ed in this movie. He's just he's like... so good. Nick Frost is, a, yeah, he really kills it. He's just, he's perfect as like that friend that's that's that you love so much. Like that character could have easily been unlikable and like you know he's holding Sean back but the way that Nick Frost plays him is just so endearing and yeah. mm. incredible mm. okay alright so after that uh, Sean goes to the shop <laughs> to the mm-hmm. shop there, there the it shop. is again <laughs> uh, and it, there's this great kind of one shot that is to me so iconic in this movie uh, in where he's like walking to like essentially in the states we'd call it a bodega uh, but <laughs> there's like a kid that uh, is like kind of kicking around a soccer ball. It almost hits Sean. Sean's like, oh, you're dead. Um, and then he he interacts with all these people going to the shop. There's like a homeless man that like outstretches his arm. Uh, Sean gives him a little bit of sh- change. There's like a jogger uh, walking by. Uh, and then all this stuff gets repeated later. It's amazing. Um, Sean goes to the shop. There's like all these newspaper headlines about like uh, mutilated cattle or like the crops are to blame for the super flu. There's all these like conflicting um, origins potentially for this for this virus. And Sean kind of like he's looking at it, but he's kind of zoning out. And before he starts to like get the idea that something might be wrong, Nelson, uh, the guy that runs the shop, kind of interrupts him. Uh, behind Sean is this dude who's like in a. He almost seems like he's like a groomsman or like a like a I was about to say a husband, a groom. <laughs> he's in like a wedding. He has like a boutonniere or something. And he's in like a he's just like an extra. But he catches your eye. And I'm only bringing him up because he comes back later, you which freaking is guessed it. Yep. Yep. He's coming back. <laughs> a bit of trivia about him, actually, is that uh, when you see his zombified self, uh, he's missing an arm. So that guy, that actor, actually is an amputee. He doesn't have that arm. So in this scene oh, where wow. he does have an arm, that's a fake arm. Wow. Which I've, is that's so great. interesting to me. Um, yeah. Sean is on his way to work. Um, he sees, I, I think it's like a, a person passed out, passes out at a bus stop and like hits her head. And he kind of looks at it again. He's like, everyone in this movie in the beginning is kind of sleepwalking through life. Like there might be something mm-hmm. wrong, but I don't know. It really kind of brought me flashes of like the early days of uh, COVID, to be honest. Like there was this thing Mm -hmm. that was always kind of encroaching upon us, but we were, I don't know. I remember having a meeting with somebody being like, is this a thing? Do we need to start, (laughs) you know? Right. Is this like real? (laughs) Feels like there's some stuff going on, but we don't have to worry about it, right? No, this isn't. probably okay. This isn't a. a, It's probably nothing. It's It's probably nothing. It's probably nothing. It's all good. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so everyone, uh, so, okay, so then we get to Sean at work. He's a senior staff member, so he's, like, kind of overtaking the boss position today because their boss is ill. Again, there's uh, stuff's Mm. creeping in. Mm -hmm. Uh, he gets a bunch of shit from this kid, Noel, who's actually a very, very, very young Rafe Spall. I know, I, I, (gasps) I didn't know that previously and i wow in this rewatch i was like holy shit that's rave spall i i rewatched it this time i thought i remember it being rave spall but i was like that looks nothing like rave spall he's just so much younger he's than the rave so spall young. We know. i mean i guess it's he's six 17 years ago he says yeah. he's yeah he 17. says he's 17 and i don't know if he actually was but yeah. he looks it 
Yeah, he does. Oh my God, time. Time. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> Again, cryptocurrency, Pokemon cards, uh, aging, metaverse. being 29. Uh, time is the enemy. Time is the greatest uh, scary thing of all. Um, Sean at one point like puts like a red pen in his pocket and it starts like leaking down. It's like a shirt pocket and it leaks, leaks down into his shirt. And at the end of this exchange, one of my favorite lines from the movie, uh, Rave Spall says, you got red on you, which is red my, on you. <laughs> my favorite thing. <laughs> so good. His stepdad, Sean's stepdad, comes into the story to remind him of his mom's uh, upcoming birthday. And the stepdad is played by Bill Nye, and it's incredible. So, oh, I love him. He's the best. I love him. He's so great. And every time... I would watch him in anything. Oh, he's incredible. Every time I see him, I always wonder if Bill Nye and Bill Nye have met. I feel like they must have, right? Because I would need to That's meet... That's gotta... I would need to meet... I if I were me, one I of them, I would make that meeting happen and yeah. be like, hey, cool, yeah. cool name. There's gotta be a picture somewhere. <laughs> hey. Cool name. We don't have anything else to talk hey, about, but... Pretty cool name, huh? Pretty cool name. Cool name, though. Cool name, though. You're a science guy. I'm an actor guy. We have nothing in common, but <laughs> cool name, bro. Uh, okay, so basically, yeah, he, he's in He's in there, and the way that Bill Nye whips around in this scene is so funny. Like, he almost is kind of a zombie. Like, the way that he plays mm -hmm. his character is almost kind of like he's a zombie. He's very, like, deadpan. Uh, I don't know. I just, I love everything he does. He's so weird in this movie, and it's so specific. <laughs> basically, after that, uh, he goes to a florist to get flowers for his mom, because Philip reminded him. And then he looks out the window and sees, uh... A homeless man eating a pigeon. He oh, no. starts, it's just like a guy, you're kind of not sure if he's a zombie or not. Or if he's, just, he's like, it's far away. Oh, no. So you're like, okay, is this just kind of a distressed, mentally ill man? Or is this like a real zombie? But it's kind of the first instincts, the inkling you get of like, okay, something's really, really wrong. Like he, it starts, he picks up a pigeon, starts to put it in his mouth, and then... Like a bus wipes the frame, and then when the bus is gone, he's not there anymore. It's like a very, it's just a very intense image. Uh, he runs into his friend Yvonne. I guess they like knew each other like back in the day from college. Uh, Yvonne's played by Jessica Hines, who was uh, Simon Pegg's co-star in Spaced. She's so funny. Also, just to assuage our, uh, Rafe's ball is 38. So, you know, he was a bit older. He wasn't actually 17 we can calm down. He's older than us. Okay. It's fine. All right. <laughs> Thank God. Thank Everyone, God. we're Thank okay. God. <laughs> so uh, Yvonne's like, she asked about Liz. Uh, she's like, oh, yeah. Um, are you guys doing anything special for um, your anniversary, which I guess was last week? Uh, he's like, oh, we're going out to a, a nice place to eat. She's like, oh, where? And he's like, damn it. He forgot to make the reservation. Um, mm. Yeah. It's a bit. Oh. The, the amount of stress I got in this movie simply by just, I've been in that scenario before, just not remembering to do something very important for a significant other and the, the stress I could actively feel. So Sean goes back home. He's like on the phone with the restaurant. They're full up. He's like, damn it. He uh, calls Liz and he's like, hey, uh, I, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're full up. There's been a mix up. She's like, you didn't get a reservation, did you? He's like, no. Ed suggests the Winchester, uh, and he's like, damn it, no, we can't do the Winchester, but I have no other options. So he's like, do we want to go to the Winchester? And then Liz immediately hangs up. She just doesn't want to, you know, that was kind of a thing that she kept saying in the beginning of the movie. That was she the just, whole conversation. I was like, yeah, I don't want to be at this pub every fucking night. No, this is, this is too much. They don't even have food. 
No, they don't have food. Right. That's another thing. All they have are like snacks, like just pub (laughs) snacks. Uh, So then he she hangs up. Sean rushes over there. Uh, He can't get in through like the the door, the front door, because Liz is mad at him. So he just climbs up the fire escape (laughs) and lets himself in. There's this whole kind of back and forth with Sean and uh, Diane and fucking David are all there. Uh, David, I also have to say, like, I have to give it up to what's his name? Dylan. Um, oh, God. Dylan. Uh, Dylan Moran. Dylan Moran. It is Moran. so it is so hard to play a, a, a an unlikable character like that. That is a very thankless mm. job. Like, you know, afterwards, people are just going to fucking hate you. <laughs> He did. He yeah. did great. He did and he great did job. a great job. And like, this is probably the only praise I will put onto David because he really is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we can praise Dylan while hating David. Separate art from artists. Exactly. This is the only time <laughs> where I think I can, I can do that. Yeah. This is the mm-hmm. only time when, it's like, important. when the real life guy is better than the fictional person. I think that that's, that's when you're allowed to do it. That's when you can. Uh, that's <laughs> easy. It makes it easy. I also, my brain, I feel like. Dylan Moran and um, Peter Serafinowitz, is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. They're a, it, my brain combined them to be Matthew McFadden. Huh. Together, mm. I feel like they make Matthew McFadden. I see how you I got there. That. Yeah, Visually, I, I was that. like, hmm, interesting. Anyway. <laughs> Liz is uh, just kind of pissed off at Sean. Uh, and then David goes, basically, I think your nine lives are up, Sean. And the face that Simon Pegg makes when this line, <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever seen someone like, contort their face in just sheer unabashed anger and frustration <laughs> then i like it, he squints his eyes so hard it's amazing <laughs> and he just goes get fucked for eyes it's incredible um and then he says why don't you go out with her you love her so much and david's like uh, i don't know what you meant by that and then sean leaves and there's a very awkward moment between him and diane like oh i don't know what he meant by that uh, fuck David and then uh, Sean <laughs> Sean goes to uh, oh I should also mention that he brought over the flowers that were for his mm. mom like from the florist shop he's like this will work it was kind of like a last minute uh, terrible gesture uh, Sean gives her the flowers she's just like wait are these for your mom and he's like oh no it's like a joke it's like uh, you know because you haven't met my mom yet so I figured it'd be uh you know, like funny. Oh God! And then, she, yeah, it's a, it's just terrible. Uh, and then she goes, "These are for your mom, aren't they?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, they are." Um, and then Liz basically breaks up with Sean. She says, "You know, um, I, I'm gonna, I'm afraid I'm gonna end up in that pub every night for the rest of my life, like those other sad old fuckers, drinking myself to death, wondering what the hell happened." Uh, mm-hmm. And it's. It hits Sean and it immediately cuts to him outside the apartment. It's raining because, of course, it is. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's Ed and Sean back at the Winchester. Sean is like crying. He's so depressed. Uh, his girlfriend just broke up with him. And uh, nothing compares. Oh, wait, is it nothing compares to you is on the jukebox? Oh, mm. I'm looking at the script right now. Apparently, that was the original song. That's fun. And they couldn't. Get, yeah, they couldn't get the rights. Couldn't they, get couldn't get yeah. they couldn't get it. They couldn't get it. Because it's it's not that it's uh, it's if you leave me now, I think it's that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. It is that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, fuck, who put this on? And and then Sean, it's an amazing line delivery from Simon Pegg. He just goes, it's on random. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically Ed is just trying to like cheer him up. And this is the thing that I found that I thought is so cool. Uh, essentially, Ed then outlines what happens in the entire rest of the movie. 
He's like, mm-hmm. look, we're going to we're going to get you back on your feet. Here's here's what's going to happen tomorrow. And he goes, we're going to keep drinking. Have a Bloody Mary first thing. Uh, mm. The first person that they like the zombie that they kill. She has a name tag that says Mary. Ah. <laughs> uh, get a bite at the king's head. Later on, uh, Philip uh, is bitten in the head uh, by a zombie. Uh <laughs> Grab a couple at the Little Princess. I guess that's a, the name of another pub, but it's also a reference to the fact that Sean then goes to pick up um, uh, Liz and Diane and David. So a couple at the Little Princess, I guess, because like Liz is the princess of the movie. That was the explanation I found online. Love Look, it. Yeah, I guess it holds up. But who knows? I, I buy it. Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, stagger back here. They pretend to be zombies at one point in the movie. So they're staggering back to the Winchester. And bang, we're up at the bar for shots. They they uh, shoot zombies at the bar. It's amazing. I love yeah, that they so put cool. that incredible. in. It's so incredible. Ugh. Then Ed tries to uh, basically cheer him up. Uh, they're they're talking about the guy that runs the bar, Bernie. Uh, the, uh, Ed makes up a story that he's like connected in like the mafia. It's like, why do you think there's a rifle over the bar? And they see that right over the bar there's a Winchester rifle. And he makes up this whole story like Big Al says that he keeps it loaded just in case. And then Sean says, yeah, but Big Al also says dogs can't look up, which is my, I think my favorite line of the movie. And it keeps coming back. This is so funny. Dogs, can they look up? Honestly, when I watched this movie as a kid, it sincerely made me wonder. I was like, am I, am I crazy? Sean is very much like, they can, of course they can. Of course they can. And everyone else is like, I don't know. Like, like everyone kind of like, has to think about it. It's so, it's so great. (laughs) That's really funny. Uh, They basically stagger out of the bar and there's the amazing scene that's in the trailer. Uh, they're singing the song White Lines. There's like a clear zombie in the background just kind of shambling along. You don't really see his eyes or anything, but he's kind of a silhouette. And th- it's in the trailer where they're kind of doing this musical bit with the zombie. They're drunk and singing like doobie 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 And then the zombie just goes. They get back home. Somehow they they still don't know that the zombie apocalypse is happening. They're like playing records very loud. Pete comes down. He's like a fucking again no this is i have work tomorrow uh and i have to be there at four in the morning because everyone in my or eight in the morning because everyone in my department's ill we see that on his hand he has like a kind of bandage and they're like what the fuck happened to your hand he's like oh some crackheads or something mugged me one of them bit me uh on my way home and uh they can do they get into like a pretty big fight uh ed and pete there's a line here where pete says I think he says to about Ed, he's not my friend. He's a fucking idiot. And Ed says, what's that supposed to mean? And it really makes me laugh. And then he says to Sean, like, do you like just having, does it make you feel better having someone around that's more of a loser than you? And Sean again is like, what's that supposed to mean? And just like the most explicit statements. They're like, what is, what is, what that, is that supposed that? to mean? What's he saying? <laughs> just really made me laugh. Oh, it's hilarious. Um, Pete, leaves he's like ah the fucking front door is open again on his way out sean's drunk as hell he goes into the kitchen he like falls asleep in a chair but not before he writes on like a refrigerator whiteboard uh go round moms get liz go round mums i say in my american accent Mm -hmm. get liz Mm -hmm. back sort life out uh 
Uh, also in the scene with Pete, I think at one point Pete like points at Sean and just goes, sort your fucking life out, mate. And it's just like. <laughs> that I was good. I, that was a good accent. I think that was I, really I, good. Thanks, guys. I've been working on it throughout this uh, recording session. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> I think about that mentally every time I'm like, oh, God, like like every time I'm like maybe a little too drunk or like I just feel like I'm not getting enough <laughs> done. I think about Peter Fer- Serafinowicz shouting in my face, sort your fucking life out. It's now just I'm embedded in my subconscious. Well. It's, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> It's the best. Okay, so uh, Sean wakes up. He sees what he wrote. He's like, okay, I got to get my shit together. Goes downstairs, sees Ed on the couch. Uh, He says, do you want anything from the shop? Ed says, Cornetto, which at the time was just kind of a very British joke. Apparently, audiences didn't, American audiences did not get it. British audiences loved it. Um, Uh But that's what they, is kind of the unofficial name of this trilogy of movies. uh, Is Shaun of the Dead hot fuzz and the world's end uh the cornetto trilogy so that's what kind of Mm -hmm. started this um so then sean goes on that kind of walk to the shop again the guy jogging by is now a guy running by like away from zombies um uh the kid i i believe is also a a zombie at this point or maybe we don't see him till later but the world is clearly in shambles and he you know there's Mm -hmm. there's things in the background happening it's the exact same walk um like he he slips on some blood in the store, but Sean's still kind of like hazy and not really aware of it. And it, it's just amazing. He like calls out for Nelson, the guy that runs the shop. He's like, Nelson, uh, I don't know where you are, but I owe you about 15 P, which I think is pence. I think that's correct. Ooh. That sounds Nailed right. It. <laughs> sounds cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, goes back home. Uh, there's an amazing thing that happens on the TV where it's kind of like a jumbled bit. He's like changing the channel uh, and it's go- uh, cutting between news and other shows that are like still airing. And it's like all all of the things are kind of cobbled together to make one consistent sentence. So it's like a news reporter saying like religious groups are calling it Judgment Day. There's and then cuts to like the Smiths singing panic on the streets of london it's great uh i think my favorite thing is when they go serious attacks on and then it shows um or it's like a people who are literally being and then it shows like nature it cuts to like a, a nature show and it, it, it shows like lions eating a gazelle and a, somebody just, oh, no. like a richard attenborough type just goes eaten alive it's it's great <laughs> Uh, and then Ed says another one of my favorite lines. Uh, There's a girl in the garden, which is <laughs> incredible. So this is this is uh, Mary, who I talked about before. Um, at first, they just think she's like really drunk, uh, and then she kind of like pounces onto Sean. She's a slow zombie, and I should probably point that out that all of the zombies in this movies are slow zombies. They're not yep. the fast zombies from. 28 days later or anything they're they're all slow which i like i think works for this movie so well yeah mm-hmm. so at first i think she's really just kind of like a lost drunk person mm-hmm. and then she mm-hmm. she kind of mauls sean uh and then uh ed gets him up and kind of they push her away a little bit and she's like look she she keeps advancing onto them and sean's like look uh, if you keep doing this, I'm going to have to get physical. Uh, I'm sorry. And he gives her fair warning. And then she comes at him again and Sean pushes her. And unbeknownst to the two of them, I guess there's kind of like this. Uh, how would you describe this, Sammy? It's like a bottom of a umbrella. Umbrella stand is what it looked like. Yeah, like a cut Ugh. off just a two foot 
metal pole that looks like maybe it was the bottom of an umbrella yeah. umbrella stand. So they accidentally push her onto that and it impales her right right, right through the torso. I, it took yeah. me a while to find that word. Torso. <laughs> torso. Uh, and there's a great shot where they're like, oh shit, we killed a girl. And then uh, she gets up. And there's a great shot that's looking through the hole in her torso back at Sean and Ed. And it's the first moment where they're like, oh, yeah, zombies. Zombies are happening. Mm-hmm. They actually fully realize what's going on. Um, they say, what should we do? Have a sit down? Yeah. <laughs> and they just sit down, oh, I like which that. I really like. So I, was, I'm, I feel like that's what I would want to do. Be like, let's just sit down. I would want to have let's a sit down, down for a second. Let's just, have a, let's just process this. They go, uh, oh, then they turn around. Before they go back inside, they turn around and see a gigantic man oh, who yeah. is, like, definitely a zombie, like a, a, a kind of an on-the-nose zombie. Uh, yeah. So they're scared by him. They go back inside. Uh, they're like, what should we do? Should we call a, an ambulance or a, a fire engine? And Sean's like, okay, well, I'm on the phone with them right now. It's all busy. There's also something, like, on the TV, a news report again on the TV, and Ed says, do you think this is the same thing? <laughs> Like, oh, wait, does, he, does he say, does he say, do you think this is the same thing or do you think this is something? Because I, I think it's oh. same. But the way that I first, I think you're right. But the way that I first read it, I, I thought that was so relatable to like the COVID era too, which is like, do you think this is something? Either way, great line. <laughs> Either way, the answer is yes. Yeah. So the, the newscaster is still on and he's like, we're, we're urging people to make sure that your homes are secure with all the windows and doors firmly locked. That's when Sean and Ed look at each other like we, you know, not saying it, but like we never leave the front door uh, locked. So immediately uh, the guy from the wedding, like the guy who's dressed up like he's a husband or a groom. <laughs> husband looking guy a husband on the on the loose the uh, loose the loose husband. the loose husband comes in <laughs> uh, and Sean and Ed scream uh and i think that's when ed uh takes an ashtray and uh yep. splits his skull open and yep. it's this nice really uh really intense moment it was like more intense watching it this time than i remember it being it was like ed you could see ed like thinking about like oh okay i did just kill a guy <laughs> Like, I think Ed starts to, I think Ed has a little subplot of like him going slowly more kind of deranged and crazy throughout yeah. this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after that, Ed and Sean uh, get the idea from the newscaster who says, we're getting reports that the uh, the infected can be stopped if you remove the head or destroy the brain. And so they go outside uh, and they just have a, like a bin full of things that they could throw at the zombies heads at Mary and, and the big guy. And it's like, I don't know, like a clock radio. Like a, a, it's, it's very like, it's not, none of them are going to work. No, and they, nothing's going to work. It's like clear that they're just throwing <laughs> random shit at them. Just random shit that happened to be in this bin. Uh, and when that doesn't work, they, they decide to throw, uh, oh, oh, sorry. At, at one point, the one thing that does hit is um, the electro record. Then it cuts to like an amazing scene where they get the idea like, okay, records hurt them. <laughs> so they're just going through all of Sean's records and deciding which ones to throw and which not to throw. Uh, I love that they're like, they, they don't want to throw uh, like, I think it's like Prince or something like that, but they're okay with throwing like Dire Straits and the Batman soundtrack. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so nice. great. Like, throw it, throw it. Yeah, throw it. <laughs> then they're like, okay, this isn't working. So they break into the shed. That's where Sean gets the iconic um, cricket bat. 
and uh, uh, Ed gets a, a shovel, and then they start just wailing on these zombies for like, and they hold on this shot for like a little too long. Like <laughs> just all of the blood starts getting on them, and then it immediately cuts to them on the couch, just watching TV, zoned out. It's such a great cut, and then immediately. Like, uh, Ed goes, you've got red on you. And that's a reference to Sean having all of the blood on him, which is incredible. <laughs> they hear on the news, if someone has been bitten, uh, like, that's when they get infected. And they kind of look at each other and realize, oh, Pete had that bite on his hand. And so they're calling upstairs to Pete. No answer. It's a great scene because they're just saying things that they know would piss Pete off and he just doesn't <laughs> and he just great. doesn't come down. Like Sean's very careful. He's like, Pete, Pete. And then Ed, Ed just goes, oi, prick. And it's and they, when they hear nothing, they go, nah, he's not here. <laughs> they're like, he must have gone to work. Uh, so uh, then a phone rings. Uh, Sean immediately answers it like Liz. And it's his mom, Barbara, who we only have heard mentioned before, but never actually seen. Uh, we still don't see her here. We just hear her voice. <laughs> and we get the sense that uh, Barbara basically says, no, we're, we're okay. Philip and I are fine. Uh, some people did try to get into the house and they were a bit bitey. And then Sean, <laughs> I love how she says that. It's, and also the woman that plays the mom, I, I don't know her name, but she's, she's like the quintessential mom. And like, not only that, but British mom. It's just, she's so sweet. And amazing. I, I, I love that part so much. Um, Penelope Wilton. She's incredible. Mm. Uh, so, mm. uh, you know, uh, they, she basically says, like, they were a bit bitey. Sean's really worried. He's like, have you been bitten? And she's like, no, but Philip was. Oh, no. Sean's like, oh, phew. They're <laughs> yeah, like, they're, oh, it was a big phew moment. I got to say phew on your podcast. I'm so excited about it. Yes. <laughs> big phew. Hell of a phew. Uh, Sean's just like, oh, we may have to kill my stepdad. And Ed's like, yeah, it doesn't skip a beat. Yeah, sure. Yeah, fine. Um, <laughs> so uh, they're like, okay, we have to go. We have to go get you. And then an amazing reference in this scene is at the at the very end of it. Barbara goes, um, I don't want to cause a fuss. And then Ed shouts into the phone. We're coming to get you, Barbara, which is <laughs> so great. But I, I don't know how I never caught this. That's a reference to Night of the Living Dead. Um, mm -hmm. When that, I don't even know the guy's name. The guy in the glasses just goes, they're coming they're to get coming you. To Barbara. You, Barbara. But oh, you know, no. you're not alone because when George Romero watched this movie, he didn't even catch that reference. <laughs> right. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently Simon Pegg had to like like called him later. It was like, Did you see the, the thing yeah. that we put in? And he's like, We oh. did the thing for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, then they're like kind of outlining, okay, we'll go get my mom, we'll kill Philip. Um then Sean's like, Okay, we also have to go get Liz. So they're about to go pick everybody up, they're about to go outside. Uh, there's an amazing scene where Ed says, what's the zombie situation as Sean's looking outside and Sean goes, don't say that. Uh, and then Ed goes, what? The Zed word. They say Zed. It's British. <laughs> Very British. Again, British. British. <laughs> Which I, I, I love that Sean rejects the like the word zombie in this. It's and very I, I've funny. Always, yeah, I, I'm always interested in certain zombie movies or even like superhero movies. I, like I'm always wondering like, does the term superhero exist mm. 
mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. universe. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does. Mm-hmm. Or does the term zombie exist in Dawn of the Dead? Or do they? I mean, that's why in like The Walking Dead, they, they never say zombie. They say like walkers. I love that stuff. Or like, yeah, when, when you're inside of a movie or a show, like some pop culture exists to them. Some does. Like yeah. the, the rules are so interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I just watched... Um, what was that Marvel movie? Uh, Eternals. And at some point, I think they mm. reference Superman. And I remember it blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. So DC exists in a Marvel movie? <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure it was in Eternals. And it, it kind of, it really took me out. I thought it was going to work. And it was like, oh, no, that, does, that doesn't. So, yeah. so this whole time, everyone's had a frame of reference for Superman when like Iron Man's flying around. It's just, it was odd for me. Right. Yeah. Or like, hey, I'm doing the Superman thing. It's like, but wait, what are you, though? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those are made up, but you're real? Yeah. Do you understand the logic here? So I guess them saying zombie in this movie is like, okay, so I guess Dawn of the Dead must exist in this world. That's always, in, it, for this it works. I, 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 yeah. was, I was not thrown at all by them saying zombie. Uh, uh, Sean has to go pee, I guess, before <laughs> before they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he says, "I got to do a wee first. Do we? British, British, British. I bet he went to the loo. I bet he goes yep. to the loo to do it. He goes to he the loo. In the loo, <laughs> it'd be fun to be British. Yeah, it'll be so fun <laughs> to be British. I wish. I really wish. Uh, so okay, so Sean goes upstairs. The exact same mirror shot happens where he like just finished having a wee. And he's he's looking in the mirror and he moves it a little bit and they notice a silhouette. He notices a silhouette in the shower. That's for sure. Pete. Yeah. Still in the shower. Mm. Zombified. Completely naked. Uh, Sean quickly gets out of there and all of a sudden they're they're off. Uh, uh, Ed is driving. He's driving Pete's car. He's speeding so much he's putting on very loud music he's loving his life they get to barbara's place uh right before sean goes in ed's like i'm gonna stay out here with the car uh ed's like don't forget to kill philip which is amazing (laughs) i love that line uh sean goes in and we actually meet barbara she's so sweet and cool sean's like where's philip and he's like going into this other room uh with the cricket bat and right before he's about to like land a blow on Philip's head, he's kind of framed away from us. He's looking at a TV and we're like not sure if he's a zombie yet or not. And Sean goes, I'm sorry, Philip. And we hear Philip go, why? <laughs> <laughs> Sean is like immediately scared. Uh, and he like puts the, he puts the bat down and, uh, th- you know, they're kind of debate. Sean's trying to get a gauge of like how infected is Philip. And uh mm. An amazing line happens where Sean's like, um, you should you should stay here. You should wait for the doctor. And then Philip goes, I'm quite all right, Barbara. I've run it under a cold tap. Which is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like that'll that'll oh get rid of any infection. It's like my favorite thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, Sean and Barbara go off. Sean's like, how much do you really love Philip? Like basically trying to get a gauge on like whether or not I should kill him. Uh, Sean should kill him. Barbara's like, what are you, what are you talking about? And there's kind of some uh, history they get into here of like, Sean, uh, Philip is Sean's stepdad and Sean never really liked Philip. Sean keeps saying like, he used to chase me around the garden with a bit of wood. That's what he, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like no. the, the, they That's just terrible. never really got along and the, their relationship is kind of estranged. And uh, yeah, so obviously Sean was very excited to kill Philip uh, for a reason. <laughs> so... Um, Sean's walking outside of the house. His mom and Philip are behind him. 
uh, and Ed's there, and Ed's like, "What happened?" And he's like, "I, I you know, I, I, bas- I didn't have. It wasn't the right moment to kill Philip." Um, and uh, earlier they established when they pulled in that Philip drives like a really cool like Jaguar car. Um, mm. Not the animal; he just drives a, a, a car. <laughs> uh, uh, and and then it's revealed that Ed has crashed uh, Pete's car. It's over there, and and there's, it's a great line reading from uh, Nick Frost. He's just like, "Yeah, it's, it just came out of nowhere. Uh, I guess we'll uh, guess like, we'll have to take the Jag." He's like, like "You were parked." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were parked. It's so good. There's also a good running gag about uh, like Ed just keeps making comments about Sean's mom, Barbara. Like he like yes. has a crush on her, and for sure, when Barbara comes out, she's like. Oh, hello, Edward. My, how you've grown. And he says, yeah, you better believe it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so so good. Just the entire time him flirting with Sean's mom, like pretty much till the end of the movie. It's incredible. They all get in the car. Uh, Ed is uh, Ed is driving like a a maniac. Again, there's a there's a there's a line where Philip is uh, really pissed that they're driving this this fast. And he goes, you do realize this is a 30 mile an hour zone. And Ed goes, oh, yeah. And looks directly <laughs> at Barbara and winks at her. And it's incredible. <laughs> uh, OK, then they get to they get to Liz's. Sean leaves the car. But Philip, for some reason, still has the child locks on, which I guess they can't undo from the front. So Sean gets up and out of the car, out of the sunroof. And then tells Ed to keep driving around their neighborhood. And then he goes in, tries to uh, get Liz. He winds up climbing up the same fire escape. um, And he convinces uh, Liz to come with them. Uh, David and Diane are also coming along. They they go back to the car. Ed's just like circling. And so they get back into the car. Right? And they all like shove in. And there's a, a bunch of them. And... In the back, I mean, Philip is not doing well. He's like bleeding out. <laughs> yeah, he got bit again, like at his neck. Yeah, so it's like really bad. Oh yeah, he totally got bit uh, before. What? As they were uh, picking them up. Yes. Yeah. As they were picking, I completely glossed over that. They get attacked again. I think. Yeah, they get and attacked again. Fine. They get attacked by more zombies. That's he gets the that's the bite bad. of the king's head that uh, that Ed talks about mm. earlier. Uh, then they start driving. Ed is hitting every single zombie he can see. Uh, I think to, I think to impress Barbara, uh, the, the music is still on. Uh, Philip keeps going like, please turn that down. Please turn that down. They're arguing why they should go to the Winchester. They're like, it's secure. They have deadbolts. There's a, there's a locked door. Um, then uh, Philip keeps trying to get Sean's attention throughout this entire scene. And then Philip, uh, and usually it's always about the radio. And then when they finally turn it down, Philip's still like, Sean, uh, or, or, <laughs> he doesn't say it like that. He goes, Sean, you know, it's very weak. <laughs> uh, and then Sean's like, I turned it off. All right. And then Philip goes into this very touching thing, actually, about how, um, you know, he, he always loved Sean, but never really had a, a way of expressing it and just said that, like, you know, he, you needed motivation. Oh. You needed someone to prove yourself to after your dad passed away. And I thought it could be me. Oh, and, and, it, and it wasn't. Uh, but that's OK. Take care of your mom. Uh, and then Sean starts crying. It's a very touching it's scene. Very it's very really, sweet. Yeah. yeah. This this movie, I, I always forget, is very emotionally impactful. It's mm-hmm. very, you know, mm. for like a movie that's a comedy, it really tugs on the heartstrings, like very intensely. Mm. Um, mm. So 
eventually Sean's like, Ed, you have to pull over because, you know, Philip is clearly dead. Uh, there's this moment where Sean has to say to, to his mom that, 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 that Philip's dead. And Barbara goes, no, he's not. And then we look over to Philip and he's a full on zombie at this point. Everyone screams, tries to get out of the car, but the child locks are still on. So they all like go up off the out of the sunroof. Um, so they leave their, the, the cricket bats and all the stuff they've been using this whole time to like bash zombies brains in. They leave it in the car. It's trapped in there with Philip. There's a great moment where Barbara's like, we have to get him out of there. And Sean's like, no, there's no part of your husband that's still alive in that car. He's not even, he, he's not even there anymore. And then immediately, um, the zombified Philip turns the music down in the car, <laughs> which is such a great moment. Uh, they get out of the car, they walk a little bit, they're they're you know, they're on foot, they have no weapons. They then bump into Yvonne again, and this is I think the most fascinating scene in the movie for me. So Yvonne is there, his co-star from Spaced. She has her own gang of survivors, and they are a, a mirror, a complete one-to-one of Sean's mm-hmm. group. So it's Sean and Yvonne. Like, Yvonne is having her own movie, which is Yvonne of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And it's uh-huh. all of these, like, very famous British comedians that are in her group of people. Like, I noticed um, oh, cool. Martin Freeman, and I noticed, uh, oh, my God, that guy who was in Little Britain. What's his name? Matt uh, Matt Lucas. Oh, oh, Matt Lucas. Yeah. Matt Lucas is yeah, essentially yeah. the like Ed of 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 that group. And there's a great moment where they all they all pass each other and they all say hi to like their counterparts. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, they then go to like they kind of wind up in this backyard and then they do this gag that they do in all of these Cornetto movies where there's like all these series of fences. Sean goes, what, what did I tell you? The pub's just over there. And then David goes, uh, what about the 20 garden fences? And then Sean says the thing that every Simon Pegg character in all of these movies says when, when this moment happens. He goes, what's the matter, David? Never taken a shortcut before? And he attempts to vault the first fence and the fence immediately collapses. <laughs> and, and he falls to the ground. They play around with that gag in other movies, but it's like the same in every movie. It's it's, they always have that shot. So... They realize that Barbara's missing. Then they hear mom screaming. Sean goes to to take care of it. And then Sean and this zombie come crashing through the fence. Sean wrestles this zombie. Uh, I think of it. How do they take down this zombie eventually, Sammy? So uh, Diane tosses Sean a tetherball thing. Right. And he yes. grabs it and starts like winding the ball around and uses the ball end to hit the zombie and is like oh yeah no this is crap and they're like miming to him no like stab him with the pole and he's like he's like oh oh and so he impales him and pins him to a tree but it's still alive they never destroyed the head and they get this idea that they can study this zombie and kind of mimic um the way that Mm. zombies with the zombies look so, so the pub is like right over the fence but there's like so many zombies surrounding the winchester pub so they're like okay we should try to act like zombies maybe they maybe they won't notice us if we act like we're, we're one of them so diane this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie earlier uh they kind of allude to diane being like a struggling actress uh but she leads this like zombie acting class of like how to uh <laughs> mimic a zombie's movements and Oh, it's so great it's so amazing uh and it's a it's a great like scene where they're all trying to like outdo each other in terms of how well they can act like a zombie 
uh, they start to get by the Winchester uh, pub. They're right outside of it. They're acting like zombies, but they're getting the sense that the zombies are kind of starting to notice them more and more. And then when they get closer to the front door, they start kind of speeding up and uh, walking more like humans. And they're trying to get through the front door, but it's definitely locked. At that moment, Ed gets a call on his cell phone and he's kind of been talking to this guy the whole movie like intermittently he'll be like answering the phone i think he deals weed and i think mm-hmm. he's dealing weed to rafe spall i think that's the mm-hmm. i think that's what we're because because uh in the scene where ed's or where sean is uh at his job and and going with the team rafe spall gets a call like midway through sean's speech uh, that kind of interrupts him, and it's the same back and forth. Yeah, like, yeah, It's yeah. the same like, "Hello, mate, what you got? Oh, I got nothing." It's that's that same. That's fun. Yeah, back I like and that. Forth. That so I love I that. Like that. Rave Spall is kind of throughout this entire movie, kind of you know, still calling Ed, asking for weed, which is amazing. <laughs> um, Sean and Ed get into a big tiff. Uh, basically, Sean's like, "I've spent my whole life sticking my neck out for you. Like, you're an idiot. You always fuck shit up. You're you're holding me back." Um, and then Liz just goes, Sean, this entire time Liz is trying to get their attention. And Sean finally, uh, whips around and he sees that all of the zombies are now not moving anymore, staring directly at them and silent. And they're just honed in on these people. Uh, they start advancing date fucking David panics and, uh, uh, just (laughs) grabs a trash can and breaks one of the windows, uh, leaving them totally exposed when they're in. When they're in there, no, uh, no. yeah, not so it's a not good. good. Idea. David, no, I what know the hell? David's a real piece of David shit. David sucks. Uh, Sean starts drawing the zombies' attention. He gets them, uh, gets them away. He's like, "Over here, over here, over here," and leads all the zombies away so that everybody else can sneak in. And then they're all in the Winchester pub. Mm-hmm. Sean's not there yet. Uh, presumably, he's leading the zombies away more. Uh, so eventually Sean comes back. Um, and I love how at this point the group is very much in like on Sean's side. Yeah. Like he's led that he's led them this far and there's kind of this like glow to Sean within the group. Like everyone's like, Sean's coming back. Mm. I promise. Like everyone is especially rooting for Sean. at this point, like when he returns, I feel like there's something's like changed. Like he's like more reliable now. He's like proving himself through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone kind of mm. looks at him with this like newfound respect. Uh, the the power's off. Um, they're trying to see if they can reset the power to like watch TV and maybe like get some info of like where to go or wh- where people are are holed up. Uh, there's a moment where um, David refers to Ed as Sean's boyfriend, and Sean goes, "He's not my boyfriend." And at that exact second, Ed pops up from the bar with a beer, and he goes, "Might be a bit warm. The cooler's off." And Sean goes, "Thanks, babe." And it's just <laughs> so wholesome and amazing. I love it so much. <laughs> so Sean goes into the other room, and he's uh, flipping some of the breakers on, and he hits one switch, and a light goes on 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 this door that's behind him leading to the outside and as soon as it goes on you see all of the zombies seemingly in london outside of that one door like wrapping up against the wall it's terrifying sean immediately turns off the lights and uh closes the window he kind of slowly gets back into the room like uh there's something's wrong we we have a problem He basically is just like we need to be really quiet because they're all outside and ed is asking someone for a coin to play that loud ass pinball ish game and makes a really, really loud noise. And 
they're like, oh, fuck, they unplug it, but it's too late. And we hear the hordes of zombies like they're now surrounding the whole building. We see their like silhouettes in the windows and hear their moans and they're closing in. And then there's one already inside that they're like, how the fuck did this guy get in? And then maybe my favorite uh, scene of, of, of the movie comes on where they um, they're like, OK, how do we take care of this guy and there's pool cues there and they start wailing on this one dude with pool cues but because they've been like fucking around with the power this whole time uh the jukebox comes on and it starts playing um queens don't stop me now and they start hitting him and trying to kill him in to the music it's like in in on rhythm yeah (laughs) it's so great it's such an edgar wright thing that he does like in all of his future movies after this he does even more ornate versions of this scene yeah. like in baby driver like timing steps yeah. to certain songs and stuff mm-hmm. like that it's so fun. it's amazing but it's also like the least effective way to kill a zombie like they're know, just they're like just smacking like, its don't, body don't, don't. <laughs> yeah and yeah, I, I think i really noticed this time watching it because that scene lasts a while they try to kill this one dude for a very very long time and i could really like notice that that guy was wearing all of the pads oh my gosh. in the world he's just covered in padding <laughs> Yeah, because they also only hit his body, right? They like uh-huh. never even hit his head, which is the one thing you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to do. Yeah, I, th- I I think they're trying to make it look like they're they could be hitting his head. Maybe they're using like fake uh, pool cues. Where does this where does this uh, factor in the whole actors' rights thing? Yeah, I don't know. He's an old man too, so I feel like smacking yeah. him with even with padding is it's a little uh, questionable. I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> and you know if, when you shoot something, you're shooting that. All day. Yeah, he got hit a lot of times. He got hit a lot of times. I'm sure they threw a stunt guy in for, yeah, for any shot that was like not on his face. But my mm-hmm. God, that was a lot of uh, <laughs> beating up a poor old man. I don't care if he is a zombie. Diane starts throwing darts at them. And right, yes. He's like, aim for the head. And she throws one in Sean's head, which I think looks like it would have maybe killed him it looks like it pierces his skull (laughs) if a dart pierces your skull and a little bit of that dart it touches your brain that's what that means yeah i'm like he bounced back from that a little too quickly he pulls it out and like blood squirts out of it i'm like okay yeah Yeah. no that's yes not just a surface wound (laughs) no not not at all uh but for the sake of the movie it is yes Mm -hmm. yeah he's got to live at least a little longer he's Mm got to see Mm -hmm. the end of it Mm -hmm. at least uh I think at that point they decide like I think the the big zombie the old zombie is 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 still alive and they decide okay let's use let's use the gun. Yeah. There's a gun above the bar uh and and Sean's like it's not loaded. There's no way that that's loaded and they're like we have to try. Uh Sean grabs it and then just takes a shot at the old zombie and uh shoots him right in the head. <laughs> And it, there's a great line where Ed just goes, I fucking knew it. And uh, Sean pulls the dart out of his head. He goes, OK, but dogs can look up. And it's incredible. Uh, I think that I don't know. Maybe I think that may be my favorite moment of the movie is is that entire <laughs> that entire sequence. And then ending with that line. It, it's it's perfect. So funny. It's just kind of mayhem. I mean, there's they're cl- coming at them from all sides. We've got that window that's broken open, so they're like starting to crawl in through there. We're shooting at some of them, but none of them are very good at 
shooting. Uh, there's a great moment where like they're all instructing Sean where the zombies are coming out of. And Ed's like three o'clock. Sean knows exactly where that is. And then David says 1145. <laughs> 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 it's great. It's just like and then uh, uh, Sean just goes, please just keep it simple. I love that so much. <laughs> That's really funny. In here, there's a moment where Liz like goes to Barbara and notices something right. is wrong with Barbara. And Barbara eventually shows her that she has been bitten and she didn't want to make a fuss. <laughs> yeah. She says the man in his pajamas, that was a zombie that uh, they impaled on the tree. Um, mm. uh, I didn't want to say anything. I thought you'd be upset. Um, <laughs> really, really dramatic scene here. It's sad. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's 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 really, really sad. Um, they're, Sean's devastated. Uh, uh, they're... You know, there. Eventually, she she dies. Um, she. I think the last thing that she says is, "It's been a funny sort of day," which is just oh, so br- so, so British and so sad. Um, so. kind of once she's faded or dead, more or less, we hear uh, like a gun clicking, and it's David, uh, who has just cocked the gun and is aiming it right at Barbara, and he's like, "She's gonna come back." Um, and Sean is understandably upset, and he's like. Uh, no, you can't shoot my mom. You can't, don't point that gun at my mom. Liz uh, is like, listen, I hate David as well, but (laughs) David is right. Like, eventually she's going to come back. Like, we have to take care of this. And uh, then that's when Barbara gets up. Uh, She's definitely a zombie. And this is, I think, the thing that makes me hate David the most is he hands Sean the gun and just goes, you do it immediately. Oh, it's awful. Yep. David. I believe that's when Sean has to kill his own mom, and it's so sad. Great. And uh, everyone in the scene, by the way, is acting the fuck out of this scene. Like <laughs> they it really is, are. It's incredible. Like everyone is like their eyes are filled with tears, and it's just it really hits everything. And then Sean, like I think, whips around and punches him. And I think David has the gun now somehow, or maybe like he hit him with the butt of the gun, and then like David took it. David then has the gun in his hands, points it at Sean, and pulls the trigger. It clicks. It does. There's no bullets in the gun, but it. he was going to kill David. Sean. Yeah. Yeah. David, he just went from just being shitty to being maybe yeah, sociopath. He's, he's yeah. kind of the worst. Um, so uh, I think David at that point realizes, like, okay, I'm, I'm the shittiest person in the world. I'm just going to leave everybody uh, to their business. So he goes out, he goes towards one of the doors and they're like, please don't go out that door. You'll, you'll get them all in here. Uh, and then right before he's about to like change his mind and apologize to everybody, um, a zombie, he's already kind of towards the doors and the windows. A zombie hand bursts through one of the windows, grabs David, uh, and then David is taken out and just torn apart. Absolutely by, torn apart. By all of these zombies. Oh, no. It's like kind of Ooh. kind of an incredible feat of like practical effects yeah. too. Were you also thinking I that? Think it's, it's, like, like, uh, it's definitely, I think, like the goriest part of the movie, I think. Because they, yeah, they like pull sure. out all of his intestines. His arms and oh, yes. legs get pulled off. They, the whole time you see his face like going like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's my spleen. Like, oh, it's, man. Yeah. oh, man. Oh, Darn it. <laughs> Damn. Uh yes. So and then and then Diane 
kind of goes insane. She tries like, she to go kinda, out after him, right? I, yeah, she's like, mm-hmm. I'm coming, David. I'm she's coming. Like, I think she t- he's ripped apart. Diane. She actually has one of his legs yeah, yeah, in her yeah. hands because oh, they're trying yeah. to like pull him back in, and like all the parts of him are getting severed, and they wind up like getting thrust back because they're pulling, and they just have <laughs> Diane just has one of his legs, and it just goes out there into the crowd of zombies out the front door with this leg, and is trying to like beat the zombies back while I guess trying to find David. She just went completely mad with grief. I guess she's just. She's out. She's out of the movie. Yep. She's probably dead. Uh, we never see her again. Okay. Uh, poor okay. Diane. Um, <laughs> so now we, we're just left with uh, Liz, Sean, and uh, Ed. They go uh, behind the bar. They uh, Ed is trying to like basically create essentially a Molotov cocktail. And he has one in his hands. And he's about to throw it at all the zombies that are still coming through all the windows. Uh, again... Uh, a zombie breaks through something that's behind him. I think it's the door to the little room where the breaker switch is. Mm-hmm. And he gets pulled into there and then wrestles free. And then right before Ed is about to leave that area and go back towards Liz and Sean, he's like, hey, Sean, look who it is. And it's Pete. <laughs> it's a naked Pete shambling through oh. through that room. Oh. Sean still has the gun. Uh, Pete has now kind of grabbed Ed. And we see Ed get bitten by Pete. Uh, and it's very sad. Sean is holding the gun. No, Ed. Yeah, uh, Sean shoots Ed uh, right in the face. Shoots Pete. Oh, sorry. Sean shoots Pete right in the mm-hmm. face. Um, Sean and uh, Liz then take cover behind the bar. And then Ed just kind of flops in. He's for sure been bitten. It's for sure his last moments. But I don't know. He's just he's still human and still alive and, and with them. Uh, Sean pours some whiskey on the bar. Uh, and then lights it on fire, which buys them a little bit of time because none of the zombies want to crawl over it. Uh, but they've left all the shells on the bar, and so they all, like, spark up and start, like, shooting in a million different ways. Is that how <laughs> bullets work? Can you light a bullet on fire and I have it shoot? I this, too. It feels like, I mean, I guess you light gunpowder on fire, and that's what shoots. Sit out. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna pretend like I know how guns work, but I yeah. I, so maybe there's excess gunpowder littered around. I yeah. do a thing I realize. Talk about things that doing a podcast makes you realize. I guess I feel like I always have to answer a question. <laughs> I've done this so many times where a question gets asked, and I go like, "Yeah, I'll answer." I have no fucking clue. I don't know how bullets work. I don't know. What am I talking about? I have no idea. No idea how bullets work. It's fun to guess. It's fun to have a hypothesis. I mean, it'd be kind of fun if they worked this way. It leads to a great uh, little sequence here. It's cool that it works this this time. Yeah. Like, the zombies are coming behind the bar. Uh, They're, they're, you know, they're encroaching. It's their last second. There's a woman that comes through and gets uh, one of the bullets... I don't know, fires in that way they're where just like if you ricocheting. apply fire to a bullet. Yeah, they're just ricocheting everywhere and it shoots her in the head. Uh, so it, they, it buys them a little bit of time to go down to the cellar. And so they get down there. Ed's, Ed's basically on death's door. Uh, there's a very sad scene between uh, Liz and Sean where they're like wondering like, all right, how many bullets do we have left? How many, like, could we kill ourselves? And I guess one person would have to do the other one. And like, it's it's very sad. I felt um, like was this a, is this maybe a reference to the miss? It's uh oh certainly I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about yeah the, that because yeah and then it's like okay I'm I'll here's the plan we have enough bullets left to kill ourselves 
which is very sad. That's a very sad thing to be confronted yeah. with. By the way, I love that mist, the Frank Darabon, the mist. It's so, oh, good. so good. That ending is rough. <laughs> it destroyed me. It truly, I can't believe I brought it up again. Why on earth would I have just done that? Just him screaming in a car is just the, is the <laughs> worst. It's the, but this movie doesn't go no, there though. It doesn't this movie, do that. it doesn't get uh, that sad. Um, they consider it, but they don't do it. I think Sean says like, I don't have the heart to shoot my flatmate, my mom, mom and my girlfriend. And the same night, and she's like, well, we, we're, we're together again? And he's like, you don't want to die single, do you? And it's, it, it's great. Um, there's kind of a hash that leads out, to the, out uh, to the street, and they can't get it open, but they discover that there's actually like a lift down there mm-hmm. where if you press a button, it'll lift you up there. So they're like, oh, shit, we actually have a way out. Uh, so Sean goes over to Ed, and he's like, look, we, you can t- uh, we'll take uh, you with us. Ed's like, look, you can't take me with you. I'll only hold you back and all that. Sean apologizes for uh, shouting at him. Ed says, I'm sorry, too. Uh, Sean goes, it's okay. And then Ed goes, no, I'm sorry, Sean. And he's farted yet again. (laughs) It was so good. A little tearful fart smelling joke. Like, oh, just yeah, like... a little touching fart moment. You know? <laughs> it's the saddest I've ever been with a fart scene. It's great. And then, uh, yeah, then, then Sean and, and Liz are off. Um, they leave Ed the gun because Sean's like, I'm, I'm rubbish with this. I'm terrible with this. You, you take it. Um, and then they go out into the street and there's all these advancing zombies and it looks like their number's up when all of a sudden, like all the military trucks from the world show up. They shoot all the zombies down uh, and then it fades out and uh, we cut to like news footage and now they're calling it uh, Z-Day. It's like six months later. Do we get that uh, marker, I think? I think it's six months later. Yes, it's six months later. They're watching Trisha, and there's a great segment where this woman's like, yeah, I know he's a zombie. I know he's dead. I know he's a zombie, but he's my husband, and I still love him. (laughs) (laughs) And then Trisha, the host, is like, you go to bed with it? It's just such a great... This new post-zombie world. Mm -hmm. Some of them are working at um, supermarkets, like pushing carts. They're like, no, 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 it's no, he's back. There's a Coldplay cameo out of nowhere, which I only noticed this time. They're Very like, funny. they're uh, they're in a show or they're, they're part of some charity organization called Zombaid. And they're on like a talk show talking <laughs> about it. And then we cut to Sean. He's now living with Liz. Same flat that Sean was living in earlier. But instead of Ed being there, now Liz is there and they're like planning out their day. And it's very sweet. They're, you know, they're doing great. Um <laughs> And at one point, Liz is like, uh, all right, let's start our day. And Sean's like, you know what? I think I might go out to the shed for a little bit. Uh, and Liz is like, okay. And we, Sean goes out to the shed. We see him pick up uh, like a video game controller. And then all of a sudden, zombie Ed enters frame. And he almost bites Sean's arm. And Sean's like, nah, nah, Ed, stop it. Quit it. <laughs> and now we kind of widen to reveal that Ed is now like living in their shed, chained up. And uh, oh is just God. like a zombie who is kind of sort of playing video games with Sean, <laughs> like as best he can. Uh, and Queens, you're my, be- uh, Queens, you're my best friend comes on. And then the movie fades oh. out and it's, uh, it's amazing. It's a great movie. Oh Excellent. my God. That was so it's good. So fun. So great. How do you guys do this uh, all the time? It takes a lot of practice. I, mean, it's, I know it's mostly Sammy and the few times I've had to do it, I'm always like, oh, my God, I got to go take a nap. This is crazy. Well, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like I, I don't even know if I am saying anything that's a coherent thought right now. I had a full. Uh, 
I had an existential crisis during that. It was fun. It happens. That'll happen. My God. (laughs) No, the other thing that often happens, which didn't happen here, is people think that they know the movie and then they like go to recap the movie and it's like, wait, I don't actually remember anything that happens in this movie. It's hard. It's hard hard. to recall a whole movie from memory. This also really makes me want to watch um, Hot Fuzz again. Yeah. Because Hot Fuzz is so good and i'll throw my i'll throw my hat in the ring for world's end i think it's a great i want to rewatch I, I've, I've never seen it and it's really but i know great. that people don't like it as much i kind of disagree with them i i'm i'm the person that it's one of my favorites of the trilogy i think it's just so Ooh. i don't know I, I i have to rewatch it maybe it doesn't hold up as much as i think it does but i i love that i want to rewatch it i went to a screening of all three at the Arclight when The World's End cool. came out. And so it was just like all day in the movie theater watching them back to back. But that's the only time I've seen The World's End. So it's the only one I haven't seen multiple times, which uh, I'm the one who said the rewatching yeah, is important. Said. Yeah. So I got to do that. God, I miss I miss The Arclight so much. It'll be back. It'll be back. Will it? Will I, it? Please. Yes. Did you not see? There, they, Wait, really? I don't know. It's coming back. It's coming back. Just the dome or all of it? Maybe it's just the dome. Still, I mean, I'll, I'll take, take it. We'll take I'll, I'll take it. It is reopening. I'll try to, I'll try to send you guys Oh, article. that's I, such good news. I'm so happy I know that. I know. Oh. It, I just found out, like, a, I think it's just re, like a couple weeks ago. It's, it's, I think it's the same people. But they maybe got bought and are like reopening it. But it is the same people who had it before. Oh, it's such a great place. It's like that was like my movie theater. Oh, my God. It's the best movie theater in the whole freaking town. I can't keep going Um, to the Grove. What is this? (laughs) Oh, you're going to the Grove? No way, my friend. No way. It's just convenient for me. But oh, my God. We've been hitting up uh, Universal City, which is also a very funny place to have to go just for the movies. Yes. Both both involve a panic attack (laughs) about parking for sure. Oh, big time. It's, yes. Yeah, we need the hard light back. We need it. We need it. We need it. Their parking's easy. I could talk about parking in mm-hmm. movie theaters <laughs> on your podcast for, for so long. <laughs> That's the new podcast, Parking. That's why I only want wanted to go, when I lived in LA, I only wanted to go to the movie theater in Highland Park because it was like no one yeah. was there. You can park cheap. so easily. Tickets yeah. are like half price. Yeah. yeah. So convenient. But you don't get the huge movie experience. No, and I like the it's like. The same. I, I, I was like an ArcLight member. I liked mm-hmm. the culture. Hey, <laughs> I miss that the movie. Poor. I miss the, the culture the, of the ArcLight. I, I miss really the culture, <laughs> of the community there. Walking. Who are you going to see at that bar? You never know. It's it's always interesting. God, yeah, I love you, that. You bar. always ran into at least one person you knew at the ArcLight. Always. That was the thing. And it's never someone you love running into either. <laughs> but it's not a friend. It's not a friend. It's someone you know. Yes. And those are two different things. <laughs> yeah. uh, this, Jackie did it. You really nailed it. It's been incredible. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. That was so much fun. Thank you for <laughs> panic attack, existential crisis aside. That was, a, that was a really good time. And thank you so much for having me. Thank We'd you. love to provide yeah. that for yeah. someone. <laughs> Glad our podcast can be a vehicle for that. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, Jack, we've got, I mean, obviously, we, our listeners, I'm sure, are going to be checking out the new Scream. Ah, uh, Yes. It'll be on, uh, when is it coming out? January uh, 14th. Which will be two short days after this episode comes out. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Listeners, go see it this weekend. You got two days to get those tickets. We've listed a couple of LA local movie theaters where parking is hard. (laughs) (laughs) One of which may be not available when it comes out. I don't think the ArcLight's going to be open. Not quite. Make your plans. Make your plans. You got two days. Is there um, anything else you would like for our listeners 
to check you out in on social media, things to watch. Sure. Podcast. Uh, I, yes, I do produce a podcast uh, called Hero Club. It's a D&D podcast where we basically whittle down our campaigns to a really fun radio play that all adheres to the rules of D&D. Uh, but we cut out all the crosstalk, so it's just character lines and what's happening. And we have our own original music. It's, it's very, very fun. It's also very rarely ever um, like a classic fantasy campaign. We do one that's like a noir Lovecraftian detective Ooh. story. Oh, cool. Yeah. We, we, did, cool. we did one. Um, oh, God. What was it? We had like a we've had a Western. We've had uh, that's fun. A bunch, a bunch of stuff. It's really, really fun. Um, yeah. Come come check that out. Hero Club. It's a good time. And uh, yeah, that's about all. That's about all I need to plug. Scream and Hero Club. That's about it. Thanks, guys. Love it. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Well, I think that we know what accent we have to do. I think oh, we yes. know. British. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> the one. If was wondering, it's going to be British. Uh, so from all of us, oh, my God, what was that? <laughs> I was trying to, I, I didn't have the practice that Jack did. Jack, you were doing a good uh, job. No, uh, Jack was doing like an excellent uh, job. Okay, okay. I feel like he needs to do it. What, what a... <laughs> I'm watching your brain deteriorate. I like, right can't now, so remember how to, remember to do it. What a British accent is. Okay, um, British, British, British. Like, oh, like go to the pub. That, I think I was trying to think <laughs> yeah. about that type of British. Yeah, like you know, like British. Like, all of us like here. That. That's, that's this movie style of British. I think okay. it's less proper. It's more all like, of us here. It too scary. To yeah, that's nice. That's nice. I like that. <laughs> nice. Hey, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really want to make our day, you can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want even more content, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. We will be back next week with a regular episode. We love you a lot. Bye.